Hey everybody, welcome to Gateway Episodes. This is a podcast where we discuss TV shows and getting people into TV shows by having them watch a iconic or kind of a you know a tentpole episode of that show. Um, this month's episode is going to be on Legion, and uh, I was given the episode, the second episode of the first season, which is appropriately titled chapter two of legion to watch and it was given to me by my uh, co-host um and fellow podcaster ariel ortiz hello how's everybody how are you derek i'm I'm doing good i'm doing good thank you thank you you. uh but yeah so this uh is you know a show that i it's kind of always been on my radar and something that i um you know been meaning to get into and i actually watched the first episode a while back um, and it just kind of never even though it interested me never really uh, got I never got it too into it but it is I did know I knew vaguely what it is I know that it's um, you know based on you know the character from X-Men who is a uh, son of Charles Xavier Professor X and uh, you know I was always kind of uh, really interested in it but Ariel uh, finally one day you just kind of said to me you're like out of nowhere you're like Derek, I've got the next Gateway episode for you. You're watching Legion, and and like just as it was decided, so I was like, all right, cool, I'm down for this. And you chose uh, the second episode. Um, so I want to know though, like before we get too much into it, like tell me, tell me your thoughts about the show just in general. It is um, among when it came out among like all the other kind of like lighter um, uh, Marvel TV shows, like of the. Um, of you know the ABC um, freeform and all that kind of game you know not pre um, Disney Plus uh, it was actually su- it's such a refreshing kind of show it's very innovative um, Noah Holly um, who is the the creator and head writer for this this show essentially wrote the majority if not all had some part if not all of all the episodes um of this three season um arc of of a show and it's such like a out there but so like innovative and takes you on a freaking ride and it was such amazing like it's one of my favorite marvel properties because of that um just because of how great the acting is in it i mean you know dan steven just kills it as this very complex character that that you kind of follow follow through this show root for even though he does stuff that you know kind of is controversial but you have like an uh, understanding of why he's doing this and like and such a character that actually doesn't know who he is even even up till the last episode like you know he just does not know who he is and and you're you don't know who he is and you and even like after the last episode you still don't know like this character completely because he doesn't know himself completely and it's such a uh, one of my favorite shows definitely that has come out um in the last couple of years and Noah ha- ha- um Holly is just an amazing storyteller i mean if you haven't seen his um haven't seen the Fargo TV show such an amazing show um 
and you need he's... to watch Fargo. Yeah. Oh, Fargo is in Fargo is insane too, like um, in a just a bit more grounded kind of feel, and and definitely if you like like I I watched Legion before I even watched any Fargo, but once I watched Fargo, I'm like, man, this is just continuing on of like just great storytelling, mm-hmm. and like taking properties that you know like you. Um, wouldn't think to like have that kind of like, um, that 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 kind of twist on the character, but still being grounded in, in or that that um kind of property like with Fargo, but still being grounded and having that same feel of the character. I mean, Legion, um, as a character in itself, her, in himself is such a complex character. I mean, he's he um his run in in the X Men comics is somewhat of like a diverse kind of like um he's a very diverse character in the X-Men comics and you know some people think he's just too crazy and other people like, think mean, he's like, like a, a divisive character yeah kind of a divisive character i mean he's definitely like is insane but he has become like kind of like a representation of people who you know suffer from mental illness of of um schizophrenia delusions and and things like that and so some people are even like you know some people gravitate towards that character because of that and like and connect with him on that and um this show definitely encapsulates that kind of um feel of it and um we'll get into it later but yeah you have no idea what's even the next episodes like having in store for you let alone the third season like you would not just watching the first two episodes that you've seen you have not you have no idea what happens you could never guess what happens in the third season so yeah Yeah, i do kind of like how like just weird and out there it is Mm because you know while it is marvel tv it was kind of made in this time when you know uh marvel studios didn't have the rights to any of the x-men characters so you know fx and well, you yeah, know, this is uh, this is it was still when it was 20th Century Fox, so that's why it was on FX. So yeah, that's what, they yeah, that's what I was about to, they yeah, can say. yeah they can make references to X Men. They can use the X Men name. They can use characters like Charles Xavier and all that. Yeah, yeah, because you know Marvel didn't have Marvel movies didn't have like you know that side of the TV. The all the other shows which were coming out developed by Marvel Studios like Daredevil and Agents of Shield and um, all that stuff. You know they were explicitly tied into the mcu and you know they had abc studios and kevin feige and all of them uh, as oversight whereas this is kind of it's like a weird own independent thing that could just kind of do whatever they wanted because mm. while i'm not a huge i'm like the x-men movies are kind of hit or miss for me because they do feel just so disjointed it did give an opportunity to do something weird and different with this because it's kind of like it's just really trippy and like what is even happening in this and Ways that we would, you know, in you know, some respects, would I would feel like would kind of come to see with WandaVision, um, where it is just kind of like doing something really weird and different from you know the rest of the Marvel um, genre, like the Marvel universe and everything like that. So it was interesting for me to kind of be like, okay, well, this is happening, and it's kind of like trippy and psychedelic, and I can see why it didn't become, you know, like more popular because like it is definitely kind of like. This is a show that's not for everybody. Um, yeah. I mean that in a good way because I th- it's weird and I, I love think, that shit. I think I have to disagree with you. I think it was fairly popular because 
FX gave like um Noah Holly Holly sorry um for messing up the name um Fargo after this so they well, I, could I don't see think it. it was I don't think it was so I'm not it wasn't that mainstream it wasn't, that's what I'm saying uh, that's the thing that's, yeah that's what I'm saying is yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like as a huge like hit you know or something like it wasn't you know mm-hmm. um like a kind of mainstream like you know I'm kind of like looking at you know like right now the viewers of it and I'm like yeah the it's numbers aren't were never great you know it seems like it was you know it had a devoted fan base and um Mm -hmm. you know that's that's kind of the bit like when you have like a lot of like you don't have a ton of fans but the fans you do have are really loyal and you're making something really quality and i can see why you know the creator would get tapped to you know work on fargo you know um something that was a follow-up to a colin brothers thing which yeah fargo and colin brothers yeah um fargo and um now he's going to be um leading he's writing the next um star trek movie too so i'm super yeah, excited well, for mean, that allegedly i mean there's but that that's been through so many uh different uh writers and directors and stuff but i mean uh, we'll see what happens with that but um i mean that would be really after you know just seeing you know this little bit i i'm excited to see if he does you know get to make his star trek movie what he gets to do with it um but yeah i did um I did like this episode. It had been so long since I watched the first episode that I didn't really remember anything other than just kind of the broad strokes of it. Um, so it was mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it really was kind of a gateway episode for me. Um, yeah. And I... Like I was just kind of going straight in to like, like watch the first one and then watch this one. It was really its own mm-hmm. kind of standout introduction for me. Yeah. And I feel like the second one is a lot more acts a lot more as a gentler <laughs> introduction than the first one mm-hmm. um the first one just like uh i i i hope i don't like spoils but you did watch it technically mm-hmm. it um it, it has some crazy shit <laughs> happening in the first one um it has you know um kind of it really the grounded part would be really cute like meet cute between these two characters of of um of david and and um uh, and and sid um but then it by the midpoint it kind of gets cookie kooky um with uh, a bollywood sequence as well as essentially an all-out like massacre (laughs) yeah Yeah. a massacre of um where somebody ends up cut in half in the wall (laughs) so aubrey plaza i remember that because i was very sad because aubrey plaza but it feels like yeah (laughs) just you wait just this is it feels like yeah the first episode had to like establish the show and I mean that in yeah. multiple ways. It had to establish a, like the setting and everything. It had to be like, okay, here's the characters. It had a lot of like table setting to do, but it also had to introduce the tone of the show. And it's like this is going to be a weird thing with an unreliable narrator. And it's got so much like lifting to do in that first episode that I do think that it was a good call to be like, okay, the second episode, like things are kind of like in progress. You know, there is a status quo established now instead of like the first episode, which is like, okay, we've got to you know get get ready for like the premise of the show to start the show is kind of you know started in earnest now yeah and i i yeah and i the best i could describe it is that the first episode is like the bullet going getting shot through the through the gun and just that explosion and then the second episode is a lot more of like the impact of the bullet and like kind of dealing with that Okay. is the way that I could describe it and that's why the second episode for me acted a bit more like gateway because you well, get these senses yeah. is like you know why did you pick this um, episode as the gateway episode 
Yeah. So so yeah. So it it acts more as a gateway episode in my opinion because it's a little bit more level, but you get sense you get elements of what that first um episode kind of started to introduce of mm. of like um David's, you know, um mental health and and uh and it's a lot less chaotic than the first one and you get a bit more of answers in the, in the second episode of like you know them telling David you're you're you know you're a telepath you're a te- you have telekinesis and all this stuff um you're different not using the word mutant because um you'll find out later they don't really know about you know like um if if it does exist you don't they don't know about you know the X-Men or Charles Xavier and stuff like that um at least at this point um, so you, you get introduced into this world that, that the first season essentially exists in where it's at the, at the compound that, that this, these group of people that, um, that, uh, um, what's her name? Um, that, um, Mo, Mo, uh, Marilyn, oh no, Melanie, sorry, Melanie Byrne, um, kind of created her and her husband created for all these special people. And, um. But you also, yeah, you, but then you also get David's, like, um, essentially his demons um, that he sees and interacts with. So I think in this one you, you see um, the yellow-eyed man, um, mm-hmm. which is the big oh, bad. Oh, I know who that is because I, I was like, okay, well, that's one thing I was watching. I was like, that's something I recognize. That's the Shadow King. That's Amara Peru. Yeah, like, the I Shadow King. The yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you get him. Um, and then you get, uh, the angriest boy in the world, which is one of the creepiest characters, um, of the show. I was like, what is going on with this? I was very interested. Yeah. And that's like, it's, it's such like, you, you could go through the whole seasons and stuff like that and still not know like completely what those characters are. Um, but you just Mm -hmm. under, you just kind of like at point. Yeah. Except like, okay, this is just like all these, like. Like yeah, essentially, like it, it, like a window into like somebody's like who has schizophrenia, kind of like, mm-hmm. um, what they would see and and things like that, all these delusions and, um, so yeah, so you get, but later on you'll get introduced. Um, there's a secret one that's that's introduced that, but but I won't tell you because it hasn't been revealed that he's that it's actually. But a couple you have you've seen that you don't know yet. I won't tell you, <laughs> but okay. yeah. Um, and then yeah, like there's so many things that, like um, look with this um, rewatch. I'm like, oh, so that's why that happened. That's why this happened. Um, I do love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you'll understand. Like one, I'll just give you like you'll understand why David um, kind of he passed out when he shook Carrie's hand. So you'll understand that later on of why he, specifically him shaking Carrie's hand caused him to to pass out um and causes that caused that kind of reaction um and then yeah that wasn't something I noticed until this um second or my rewatch of it um so yeah so that's why I kind of like um use this as more of a gateway episode because it wasn't so out there as the first one was um, it was a bit more grounded, but still had that like kind of com- mystery and stuff. And then, yeah, the basis of the of you know this love story between David and Sid that will play out um, throughout the series. 
um, mm -hmm. for better or worse, I'll give you that. Um, there's a point that if you do walk through this gateway, there's going to be a point oh, where... Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. There's going to be a point where I think that you're going to side with one person. Where I was a bit more in the middle, seeing that both of them were kind of at fault. But I'll, I'll leave it okay. at that. Um, and... Yeah, so so yeah, so that's why I chose this one as as the gateway episode, definitely. Yeah, no, I, and I think it served its purpose very well. And you know, it is really hard to kind of pinpoint a gateway episode. I feel like um, with these um, shows that are more serialized, which are you know tend to be more modern, and something that I really like is you know serialized shows because with something like, for example, Gilmore Girls, you can just point, to, or even like Justified, which in you know Justified even has like longer arcs, but you can still just like okay watch this episode if you like the episode you know you'll go back and watch the show where with something like this where it is just kind of like a longer story broken up into just different chunks or chapters you know like like it even is just called chapter two you know it's not mm -hmm. its own story it's a chapter of a longer story it's hard to kind of just be like okay here's one thing because it's just a part of a story instead of its own standalone thing and that's something i i definitely noticed you know with you know, like uh, when we talked about, um, you know, when I talked about last time I did The Leftovers or when I did The Americans or, you know, of course, Lost, um, like those those were all, you know, shows that were tougher to pick out an episode. And with The Leftovers, the one I did, I just had to do the pilot episode because, you know, like there, if you don't understand the premise of that show and you don't know what's going on, it's almost impossible. And so I think it makes sense to have an episode that it's not quite the pilot but it's right mm -hmm. around there. So that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, but I will give you this, and that if I, I could have actually chosen gateway episodes of, like, I'd say, like, um, the first episode of the second um, season or the third episode, or the first episode of the third season, but you would be experiencing two other different shows. Okay, and so, so each I episode, wanted <laughs> each season is kind of a different show. You'll see. It, okay. it just like you could definitely jump into season three and kind of like like you. It would definitely benefit to have to know what happened in the last three. You know, the last two seasons, but mm -hmm. the third, like third season, it would paint different characters in different lights. But it's a starting point too. At the same time, okay. so yeah, so right, I could give you that. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to give you a glimpse in, at the beginning of you know of the whole story. So yeah. Okay. So that's yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, and yeah, and I will say you know that like I really did enjoy this episode, and um, I am going to be stepping through the gateway. Like I'm going to be watching all of this. Like I was really, really interested and invested, and I almost like went back and watched more of it. Um, but I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of you know just have my thoughts on this episode and not kind of contaminate it with anything else um but like it was hard to like just stick to this one and only watch this episode but yeah i am 100 percent stepping through the gateway like i love this awesome. show. um i i'm definitely and i do like that it's you know uh 20 it's only like about 27 28 episodes something like that um mm. so it is very manageable yeah. and doable um i'm just finishing up a couple shows uh that i fell in behind on and then watching now but like once i finish that i've only got like a couple episodes left i'm going straight into legion and that's gonna be you know my new i always have my kind of like one main show that i watch and legion is gonna be that for sure like this was fucking great yeah awesome yeah just be just be ready for just a, a mind meld <laughs> like yeah. of of like 
oh my gosh. But but yeah, like I mean I think that's that's why like um in between the second season, me watching the second season and the third season, um, it took me a a while to watch the third season. Um because I just yeah, you have to like you, it has to be your main show, so I'm glad that it's going to be your main show, <laughs> because yeah, you definitely have to like pay attention to it. Because not just, but it's not like a burden. It's just more of like you want to pay, it, you want to give it. Yeah, you, you know, you the, give it to your full attention. Yeah. Uh huh. The you you ha- you want to give it. Yeah, your full attention. Yeah. Yeah, so. and it mm-hmm. it honestly like well, something I I really liked about it, and um, it really hit on uh things that i like about all of damon lindelof shows like it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of his kind of style because you know it does have that kind of flashback elements that all of his shows have um and where it does kind of focus on a character and a lot like you know it does with like like this was if david lindelof had directed an x-men show this is what i feel like it would feel like a lot especially after having you know seen Watchmen, where he does take these kind of famous superhero characters and kind of just gives it his own spin and it's not a direct adaptation of the Watchmen graphic novels, just like this isn't a direct adaptation of these X-Men characters. It's like these kind of stories that are like inspired by and like what would be happening, you know, with these characters in, you know, whatever situations. Um, And it does really do a good job of like showing these characters and their psychologies. And, you know, like it sounds to me like what you're saying, it becomes even more complex, which I'm really interested in. Um, The love story, like a lot of Daniel and Lindelof stuff is very central and upfront with this. So I'm really curious to see what will happen with that and all the the different relationships, you know, like the relationship between him and his love interest. And then, you know, all the stuff with that, well, his parents were trying to control him. And then Aubrey Plaza, who's his friend, and you know, the psychiatrist. And I'm really interested to see how, how all of these dynamics play out, because that's what I love is just like human interactions in fantastic settings. Like the X-Men are cool and it's cool to have co- like people running around with all these insane powers. That's awesome. But if I don't care about the people with the powers, and this is echoing stuff I've said, you know, a lot of times on this podcast for other shows, but it definitely works here too. Like, if you care about the people, that's so much more important than caring about any of the sci-fi stuff that's going on. Like, that's all awesome, and that's, like, you know, what what makes the show unique and interesting, but the glue that holds it together, that makes you go back and actually care about the show is not that what the glue that holds it together and makes you go back is caring about these characters and their relationships and the struggles and things that they have to go through in their lives that come about because of maybe because of these powers, maybe not, but because they're, you know, you can't go back for the human element of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely this is such a character driven um, story. I mean, just like, just focusing on one character's like development throughout these these three seasons is enough to like just be its own show or you know kind of like a, a more of course it would be a more generic show with just like one character but even that kind of like just all the characters are definitely um well-rounded and and um and you know have their faults at times but in the end kind of like develop in a way that that's very very satisfying so, yeah yeah and, my opinion and you know I'm, I'm it is one of those shows where there i feel like there was a lot of expectations put on it because all, every person who i've talked to about this has said good things about it like universally mm-hmm. and i there's very few shows i can think of where just everyone that i talk to loves it and i'm like all right everybody loves this show it's like 
kind of one of those things like you only I only ever hear good things about it. So I'm like, all right, well, is it going to really live up to the expectations? And it totally did. Like, mm-hmm. and it totally did. and you know, unlike the first episode, which I was intrigued by, but I didn't feel that immediate pull to go back in and like continue binging it when I watched it, however long ago it was. Um, I did feel that pull like immediately, like, cool, I need to know what happens next with these characters and all with all this insane stuff that's going on. Like what's going to happen with his sister, you know, like what's, what's, I we didn't even mention his sister, you know, but she is so central to who he is. And it's like when it's, they have him in the MRI and he's just like, think of someone you love. And, you know, he thinks of his sister and, you know, it's wrapped up in all these crazy mystery boxes, but they're all, um, you know, and I'll, I'll use, I'll, you know, again, talk about something that Damon Lindelof said, and this is him talking about lost. And he says the, because he did introduce a lot of mysteries to Lost, and then again in the leftovers and Watchmen, and this show is obviously setting up a lot of mysteries. But he says that the most interesting answer to a mystery is a person, because a person just kind of like it's like okay, if you find okay, the mystery is like you know just something you know whatever, like it's just an answer, like that's it. But a person, they can you you can like go have all these different dynamics and like what it meant to be and stuff like that, like. You know, he was specifically topic, talking about, and I'll spoil a small thing from Lost, um, when he, you know, they're trying to find out what the hatch, and what's in the hatch, that's the whole mystery of season one, that was the big thing, and then you finally find out that there's a dude in there, there's a guy named Desmond in there, and he becomes, he's became my favorite character, he's, you know, so this show, it does seem like it is building on these relationships, there's all these mysteries, and, you know, it does seem to be hinting that at, that you know what's what matters about these mysteries is the people that are involved. So I'm really interested to dig more into that aspect of the show. Yeah, and I think you touched it, but I, um, he, uh, Noah Hawley has definitely become my um, David Lindelof in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Especially since I I watched Fargo. I mean, I'm just like, um, I I he is somebody who. Um, has a story and will just tell that story. Like um, Legion, he just intended it for it to be three seasons, so he that's wrote great. three seasons. I, I love that. That's, yeah. that's the best. Yeah. Um, he didn't say that at the beginning, so that's why when the third season happened, like everybody's like, "Oh man, it's canceled." He's like, "No, no, no, no. I this is my this is my story. I'm I'm done telling the story." And you're like, "Oh, okay." And then I think that's why he enjoys doing Fargo is because each it's an anthology series essentially and each season is its own story mm-hmm. but they're also interconnected um I I I wouldn't mind doing that Fargo is kind of a, a harder kind of um because it's an anthology it's kind of harder to do a gateway I mm-hmm. think in my opinion but it's definitely like yeah there's like interconnection between all these seasons but still yeah uh, but i i just love it and i think that's why he um you know he still does fargo's is uh, seasons yeah. of fargo is because of that anthology kind of like aspect to it and him just essentially doing like mini stories in each mm-hmm. season so yeah and, and it makes the show so much more accessible for people to get into after the fact mm-hmm. and, like binge because you know going into it knowing that there's three seasons and there's you know relatively short seasons you can just go into that and it's not daunting at all it's not like something you know like uh supernatural which is like you know what 13 16 seasons i don't even know like uh oh my gosh 15 yeah some insane amount like there's no way you would ever that i could ever just be like okay well i'm gonna start supernatural now because i would just never ever finish it and that is a show that you know it just kind of like became 
you know, cannibalized by its own success where it did kind of tell, it had a story arc and that story arc kind of wrapped up, you know, I didn't even want, I've really seen past the first season and when I started watching, I did try to binge it like years and years, like more over a decade ago. And, you know, but it does have like, from what I heard, it's got an overarching plot that kind of wraps up in season six, but then it just, um, five. For, um, okay. Even, yeah. Yeah. So Eric Kripke's, yeah, Eric, Eric Kripke's run lasts until season five, and then that's when it kind of like, yeah, um, that whole arc, yeah, and then continued yeah. on. But then, yeah, it continued, it can kept continue on. It was became a zombie of itself for another ten seasons. And I'm not saying that there's not, I'm not sure, I'm sure there's good stuff in there, but it's just you know, kind of just keep going and going and going, going and going until there's nothing at all left in the tank, and it just becomes you know, we're just telling a story, we're telling a story, and there's no end, there's no end, there's no end. That's why tend to really dislike shows like that you know there's a couple others that i could name for sure um but you know this knowing that it is a finite definite story with a beginning a middle and an end like i'm excited for that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 well um uh i guess uh any any final thoughts on legion and chap and chapter two um no just continue on and have a psychedelic adventure that's filled with like such amazing moments that that take you off guard i mean yeah they uh tap into um to uh what's his name's um singing voice uh like essentially during the time that he was doing beating the beast and like they were like yeah yeah you could sing all right let's bring it in <laughs> so, who's, but, who's beating the beast um dan stevens Oh, okay. All right. Dan Stevens was the beast. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I, yeah <laughs> but but yeah. the way that they bring it in, I, I that has to be... I a big old crush on Dan Stevens once, and, like, I had no idea who he is, and I'm like, okay, I get that. That that checks out. Oh, no. I love Dan Stevens because of this show. Like, I... Yeah. I still need to watch, um, what is it, The Guest. I know that I've heard really good things about The Guest, but... Yeah. But, yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, and that's how I feel about Aubrey Plaza. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh, Aubrey no. Plaza, with your, I, with your I bangs wanna... and your... Yeah, you'll... Vibes, like, oh, whew, Oh, you, my you, heart. you are in for a treat with that part. <laughs> with the, with the... <laughs> yeah. I think this oh, is, man. like... I, I could tell you this, that this is feels like, yeah, the purest Aubrey Plaza. Like, of that kind of like they just let her have at it you know kind of thing she's such like a fun dork it's so great like oh my oh. gosh oh my gosh i can't not wait for you to see the finale of this first season uh, just and oh, like, yeah and like, it, I love uh, her vibe. she like dies and she's like i know this is from the first episode but they reference it in this episode where she's just like yeah, don't if you get give a new machine gun, they're gonna blow some shit up. Like after she gets killed, she's like, "Yeah, that's what was gonna happen," you know, whatever. She's mm-hmm. just like, "Yeah, this is going on." I'm just like, "Yeah, okay, fucking great." I love her vibes, like so. There, so I pure I think we have to stop because just like I I want to tell you how insane things get, and like I'm being driven to. I'm being driven to rewatch it again, and I can't because I have other things to watch. <laughs> like, like yeah. It's definitely like one of my favorite properties. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh-huh. Well, well, I I'm excited to watch more. Thank you for finally, you know, forcing me to step through the gateway on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess that that about wraps it up for our our discussion here uh, on Legion. Um, if you guys have liked what we heard, there's you know a new episode of Gateway episodes here on whatever 
podcasting device app or you know what however you're listening to it uh every the 15th of every month me and ariel actually do a couple other shows if you guys are interested we as we said we're part of this uh podcasting group called the uh undercast company our flagship show is a show called underrated where we review underrated and unappreciated films um ariel also has um her own podcast that i am a frequent guest on uh, which is called um, You've Never Seen, with a question mark and an exclamation point at the end, where uh, one of us, where she will usually introduce some, me or one of my uh, our other podcast friends, Alan, um, or her brother, or uh, to a show, or to, sorry, to a movie that we really should have seen at this point. Um, but, you know, sometimes we'll introduce her to something. I'm going to, at some point, make her watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for that show, because that is one of my all-time faves. Um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, check all that stuff out, uh, and follow us. We've, you know, we've got a Patreon under, uh, patreon.com slash undercast company, you know, follow us on Instagram, uh, undercast co, all that good stuff. But, uh, with that, I will guess I'll just say, I'll see you in another life. Thanks for being with me, Ariel, once more. Oh, of course. And thanks everybody for being amazing. <laughs>